0: The they score! They score! Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Is a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we're going to talk about the dignity of life. The dignity of life is an understanding within the church that suggests that the dignity of every Life is valued. Every single human being is loved and valued by God. Whether they believe in him or not, whether they're baptized or not, whether they live a holy life or not, every single person should receive the dignity that is owed them because every single person is a child of God. As Catholics, we believe that all people have been created by God, redeemed by Christ, and called to spend eternity with him. Most people g- generally agree that people should be treated equally. But sadly, in our world, there are always exceptions. It might be up to the person's personal opinion It might be because of what social trends are currently saying. It might be because of prejudices or judgments made on individuals or groups. But as Catholic Church, we should never allow biases, discrimination, prejudices creep into our own judgments of others. The challenge for each of us, friends, is to realize that every person is loved equally by God. You, right now, listening to this podcast, are God's favorite child. You mean the world to him. He would have died on the cross just for your soul's redemption. You absolutely mean the world to God. Well, Father Rico, that's so nice. You're such a nice priest. Well, thank you. I'd like to think I am. But that's not me being nice. It's me being honest and truthful. As a church, friends, God always, always, always tells us that we have an intrinsic value in His eyes. God holds us by the hand. Our names are written on the palm of His hand. There are many references in Scripture that speak to this. So, what does this mean for us as individuals? Well, the spirituality of Jesus demands that His followers would take a stand against anything that dehumanizes the human person. This means each of us have a responsibility to do our part, to do away with any bias or discrimination because of race, color, gender, sexual orientation, social condition, language, ethnic background, religion, the list goes on and on and on. Friends, am I willing to recognize that every single person I meet is loved by God just as much as he loves me? Nobody is superior to me and nobody is inferior to me. And as such, we need to realize that God resides in every human person. Where do you get this idea from, Father Rico? Well, the church's teaching is very deep in this matter. We know that life is sacred from conception until natural death, which means when your parents' sperm and egg came together to form you in your mother's womb, friends. At that very moment, God infused a soul. And so part of him, the divine, that's where our souls come from, we are made in the divine image of God, is infused And as the human person is created, thereby we become a child of God. We become divine in the sense of not that we are gods, but God is in us. Our souls that have no end are made in his image and likeness. And so if God resides in each one of us, then that's why you'll even see at Mass as gifts may be brought or altar server bows to the priest, the priest bows to the altar server, the priest bows to the people. This is recognizing the divine in each of us. And thereby, if God resides in each of us, then I need to be respectful in the way I speak in my actions towards one another. And so this is so important That from the time of conception through natural death, I am to show respect to every human person. And that's why the church, friends, and we've talked about this in season one when I talked about funerals. And if you missed that, friends, I invite you to go back and look them up. Of why we also need to respect the human body even after the person passes away. We don't just throw them in the garbage or dispose of them. Rather, we bury them or inter their remains and give them dignity even after they've passed into the Lord's hands as we anticipate the resurrection on the last day. So when it comes to race and ethnicity, sadly, we continue to see that in parts of our world, skin color or where somebody's come from suggests that somebody may be more or less important This is never the case in the eyes of God. Every single person should be treated the same way. And throughout history, the church has been a leader in verbalizing and vocalizing the need that all people should be respected. At times, sadly, the church did comply with social trends. But by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we were moved outside of things like allowing slavery to take place, or perhaps the lack of respect towards our indigenous brothers and sisters at times. And this is not acceptable. And we praise the Holy Spirit for moving us outside of these ignorant ways to make sure that we are standing up for all people, no matter where they came from, come from, or how much they look differently than we do. Whether we are tall or short, overweight or six-packs, whether we have long hair or we used to have hair, whether we are male or female, this does not matter. What matters is who we are, a child of God, thereby deserving the dignity and respect that every human being should receive. When we think of gender and the difference between a male and a female in the eyes of God... One gender is not more important than the other. God made humankind in his image. Male and female, he created them. We hear from the second part of the first chapter of Genesis in verse 27. Human dignity should be equal to men and women. Locally here in Canada, we're doing a much better job to make sure that men and women are compensated equally for their work. Perhaps we still have work to do on that matter, but it's a lot better than it used to be. However, in some parts of the world, this is still a problem. Or perhaps we might be so caught up on the cost of things that as long as it doesn't bother me, I'm okay with some 13-year-old kid in a sweatshop overseas in Taiwan or some part of Asia, as long as the cost of my running shoes or clothing is low. Friends, this is not acceptable. Again, the church teaches us that we are to stand up for the dignity of the person to make sure that everyone has a fair wage, that working conditions are acceptable. And I love that our development and peace committees here locally in Canada are ensuring that any work done overseas, especially by Canadian companies, should also fall under the criteria of working standards on Canadian soil to make sure that people's dignity is respected. Sexual orientation, friends, is another topic that we need to focus on. We should never be judging others because of their own sexual attraction. Whether they're heterosexual, bisexual, homosexual, asexual, it doesn't matter they still should receive the same dignity and respect of every child of god we need to separate the actions of those who are acting sexually outside of marriage where we don't condone sinful activity but that we don't judge the person based on what they say or do and i realize this can be very difficult even in my own life I'd be lying to you, friends, if I said that the words and actions of others haven't affected how I look, treat, or speak to them. However, this is not Christ-like, is it? And when we fail to give the dignity of the person, then we are stopping to realize that they are a child of God and deserve my respect. Not because of what they say or do, but because of who they are. When we think of socioeconomics, again, how much money somebody has, their position in society, whether they have a 5,000-square-foot home or they're homeless and annoying us while we're trying to get our lunch or driving past that street, we have to realize that's my brother or sister in Christ. And if they're without a home, What are we doing in our own local communities to make sure that these little tent cities, that there is affordable housing, what are we doing to ensure that our brothers and sisters have adequate housing? Are we doing anything to verbalize that? Again, the dignity of the person. I'm 40 years old. I've never met somebody who says, when I grow up, I want to sleep under the stars I wanna be a homeless person begging for food and not showering for six months. Nobody says that. And yet because of life situation, because of mental health, because of tragedy, this happens to our brothers and sisters. What are we doing for them? Are we standing up for them? What about this idea of the common good? What's good for all? Am I willing to put my own needs aside for the sake of the community, the common? Again, I gave the example of purchasing clothing that's overseas because the cost can stay lower. But what about times in which we're going to worry about the social well being and development of others, of promoting peace and security for all people? Am I willing at times to spend a little more to make sure that my brothers and sisters make a little bit more so they can provide for their families too? Are we advocating that all people have the opportunity to be educated and to follow a particular path to find meaningful work to look after their needs and that of the family? Friends, the concept of the dignity of life right now in the Easter season is so important. Jesus first appeared to Mary Magdalene, the person that her society cast off. Jesus wants us to focus on those who may be cast aside by society. As an employer, am I willing to consider employing someone who perhaps spent some time in jail or in a detention center? to give them a second chance at life? If I don't hire them, what are the chances they're not gonna go back to crime or dealing drugs or doing something else that might be immoral to provide for their needs? Are we willing to give people second chances? Are we willing to walk with people in their struggles? Are we willing and able to forgive past sins, past poor decisions? And allow them, just like we expect others to give us, the dignity, the chance, the movement to be forgiven, not just to forgive. Just like a coach, when his or her athletes go aside, sometimes they just think of their own needs. Sometimes they forget there's no I in team sometimes when they don't show up to practice or put the same effort that the others have, the coach needs to be understanding and to make every teammate feel important, no matter if they're the star or if they're the extra defenseman or the backup goalie or the bench player on the basketball court or the utility player on the baseball team. If the coach wants success, then all players need to feel valued and important, that they're all given a particular role in helping the team win. Well, on Team God, this is true of each of us. And God expects not only himself, because he always proves his worth, but for each of his players to treat one another with the same dignity that they deserve. Who are the people God is asking us to step up our game and be more dignified in our approach, our tolerance, and our understanding towards them? Just as we expect people to respect us as human beings, so are we to respect one another. Let's spend some extra time today focusing on how we can be more dignified towards others by our speech and actions and then look for Christ in one another even when he is difficult to find Jesus is there Lord the dignity of the human person is one of the most foundational teachings we have help us to be like you and love others as you love us For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via BudSprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks and God bless.